my name is Janie and I'm a trainee at Boys Turner. In this Tales from the Top podcast series, Boys Turner trainees are chatting to partners around the firm about their experiences. And today I'm going to be chatting to Barry Stanton about his journey into law. Barry is head of the employment and immigration team and he has the responsibility of the wider business services group. He's also a member of the firm's management committee. Barry joined the firm as a partner 21 years ago in 2001. I first met Barry when I was a paralegal at the firm working in the property team, but I've recently completed my second seat, which was in employment, and so I was able to get to know him and his team better then. Having really enjoyed my employment seat, I'm very pleased to be chatting with Barry today. So Barry, we're starting these podcasts off with an icebreaker question. So I'm going to start off by asking you, what did you want to be when you were younger? Hello, Janie. Um, Well, very sadly, I think I wanted to be a lawyer. (laughs) So I achieved my ambition. So why was that and how young were you? Well, I suppose it sort of goes back to my parents. Um, We came from Manchester uh, and my father was a salesman and spent a lot of time working, running around. uh, And I suppose he saw solicitors and accountants having in the in the late 60s early 70s having quite a nice life and he'd always talk about that local solicitors would go off and play golf in the afternoon and he could see the life they led so i suppose that was sort of the conversation and i did i was doing very well at school uh and so it was something that appealed to me and i spent a little time with various solicitors and knew some solicitors uh and the conversations we had were always interesting and entertaining so that drew me into the law but of course uh, solicitors now don't go off and play golf every afternoon or even once once a week. It's it's a very different life. I was going to say, did it meet your expectations? Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> As you probably know, currently securing a training contract is super, super competitive. And there are now alternative routes going into law, like the super exam and doing apprenticeships. But what was your journey like getting a training contract? Well, because I'm so old, it was a very different journey. So back in the 80s, everything was still regulated. So you had the College of Law that provided a training course or the solicitor's uh, finals exam. And I think there were two, uh, what were called then polytechnics. Um, So you applied to the college. I applied to the College of Law in Guildford um, and went there. and before you go to the College of Law, you you secured your training contracts, and I think you secured those at the end of the the end of the second year, beginning of the third year. So in between, in that in that summer holiday, I spent ten weeks doing vacation placements in three different firms in the city. One was a firm called Titmussen and Webb, which is now known as Deckert. Then there was Freshfields, uh, and then Herbert Smith. And I I had a whale of a time. I had great I had great fun uh, seeing lots of different things, going to lots of different meetings staying up quite late most nights, um, but it was really good. And I, I saw a lot and learned a lot about the life of a city solicitor. And that was when you were doing your vacation yeah. schemes? So that was between the second and third year at university. And then I think I I think I think applied for 10 or 11 placements, or 10 or 11 training contracts. Um, and because I'd been at Titmussena and, and, and enjoyed it and got on very well with the partner, I sent my application in and I had lunch with him one day and they said, we've got your application. We'd like to offer you a job. Um, and that's my route into getting a training contract. And what department was that? Was that? Uh, he was a corporate lawyer. He still is a corporate lawyer. And you didn't fancy being a corporate lawyer? Well, um, 
I suppose at university, I really enjoyed company law. And there were, there were two of us at, at Manchester um, who both thought we were going to be corporate lawyers in the city. And funnily enough, neither of us ended up being corporate lawyers. He, he does some um, personal injury work uh, and I'm now an employment lawyer. But my route into becoming an employment lawyer was uh, fairly circuitous. So at Titmussena then, and they may sort it in, I don't know, um, we had six four-month training seats and I did two in corporate, two in two different types of property, an employment, and I did a, a litigation seat base, basically doing um, insolvency litigation. And when I qualified, um, I qualified into the corporate team because that was where they wanted me to qualify. But sadly, it was 1989. There was the property crash and Mr. Maxwell went for a very long swim. And uh, Robert Maxwell was one of the clients that the firm had. Um, so I ended up being made redundant at the end of the January after I qualified. But I'd spent those four months when there wasn't much corporate work doing, working on a big piece of commercial litigation and an injunction against one of the city banks. Um, so after a bit of time out, I, I ended up getting a, a commercial uh, litigation job in, in Reading. Oh, so that's what brought you to Reading. Because I was going to ask you, it seems from your earlier on in your career, you were in the city. And now, obviously, you've worked in Reading quite a while. So was there a conscious decision there? Well, I was in Reading for nine months. And I I enjoyed what I was doing at the firm I was with, but it, it lasted nine months. Uh, and we got to the Ides of March. And um I didn't have a job at the end of the Ides of March. So um, I then went back into London and was doing the insurance litigation at um, Berman's Lace Moor. And I was there for eight years. And, and as part of that, there was an opportunity to do some employment litigation. And then the people that did the non-contentious employment work left and I took that over. So I, I then moved across into doing employment, which I suppose was where I always wanted to be. Um, but it just took me a bit of time to get where I wanted to be. That must have been quite a stressful time or was it okay? Because when I think about qualification, it seems so distant, even though it is only next year, but I imagine it's going to hit me like a bus. So I can't imagine what it's like to then lose it, your job so quickly. What was that? Um, it was it was a bit challenging. Um, I was I lived at home, so it made life a lot easier. Um, I, I, when I was made redundant, I was looked after very well by the firm I was with. Uh, so I had time to go and find a job in the midst of a recession, and I, I could choose to be a little bit picky about deciding where to go. Um, and so I, I was lucky, but I, yeah, I worked very hard at finding a job. As they say, finding a job is a job in itself, and it really is. It really is something you have to work very hard at. Yeah, I can understand that. I know you enjoyed your vacation schemes, and it sounds like you enjoyed your training contract, but what was most challenging about those times? The tr in training, I think doing just you know, doing things which were very different, and then the solicitor's finals course was very academic, and you had to go and take your academic knowledge and make it very practical. Um, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed the, the litigation I did at the end, and that sort of played to my strengths and, and my personality. Uh, and did I? I'm trying to think back now to my, my going around in the city and, and seeing what I saw, but I don't think that was particularly challenging. It was just interesting. It was a, diff a different world. Did you say you did six four-month seats? Yes. That's crazy because we obviously do four six-month seats, and I feel like you can only really grasp onto a department 
uh, and that discipline within the fourth month. So how, what was that like? It was, it was, uh, well, I, I did a retail property seat. So I was buying and selling shoe shops and that was great fun because you got a lot of responsibility and you were doing the deals and the transactions with supervision, of course. But so you, if you got immersed, you learned a lot very quickly because it was a smaller, it was a smaller city firm. Um, and you got responsibility if if you stood up and wanted to do it. Yeah, it was like thrown in the deep end. Mm. What would you say has been your favourite phase of your career so far? That's a really difficult question. Because I know, I've, I've really jumped along, haven't I? I well, no, I, I, I've enjoyed all of my career. And it's had, it, I mean, the phase, I mean, I training, the training contract was good. I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed my time doing subrogated claims in London. Uh, at, at Berryman's, and I've enjoyed my time at Boys Turner over the last twenty-one years. So everything's had had its moments when it's been really good, um, been really interesting. Obviously, it can't be really interesting all of the time. But if, if I look back, I've enjoyed all of it. What I quite liked about employment when I did my seat there was that there was a nice mix of contentious and non-contentious work. And um, I know you've just said that you quite like the litigious side, but if you were to pick one, which would you pick? Well, I, I suppose when I when I worked in London, I was may, I was virtually one hundred percent litigation. Um, as an employment lawyer, most of the work I do is not litigation. It's quite quite odd. Uh, and when I when I when I'm very busy on litigation, the rest of the team is not busy on litigation. So I seem to have a counter cyclical practice, which is which is interesting. But and it's also interesting that I I do so little litigation. I mean, I. As an employment lawyer, it, it seems that I well, I remember one of my senior partners saying to me was or saying very clearly that if you ended up in in a trial, you as the the defendant lawyer hadn't done your job properly. Um, and I as always, I've always carried that with me because clients don't want to spend their time in court necessarily. They want to deal with the situation, particularly with the people issue, and move on to run their business and make money for their business rather than deal with what's gone before. You've obviously had a long career without sound, <laughs> making that sound rude, but what would you say motivates you? You've obviously done very well. I suppose what motivated me at the start and what motivates me now is to do a good job um, for my clients, to to solve their problems and to be able to think about things in a broader context other than just looking very narrowly at what the answer might be and understanding it and thinking about the wider implications of that. So it's, it's it's trying to be more than just a lawyer, but to think about the practical implications and the solutions and how it impacts on not just the particular situation, but other situations as well. That's really interesting. And to finish, what advice would you give to aspiring lawyers and trainees like myself um, just starting out in their career? So for those... Uh, who are aspiring and who want to get into the law, I think the first thing I would say is, although it's now very competitive, more competitive than it was in my day, um, I think don't give up. Always look for opportunities, but always be true to yourself. Don't take a role just because it's a role. Take it because it's the right role for you. Always try and do the right thing and make the right decision. And the other, the other thing I would say is that Making a decision may seem like a, a huge issue at the time, but in reality, if you get to a node and you have to make a decision go one way or the, the other, you may find out it's not the right path to go. But at that moment in time, if you choose to go a particular way, that is the right path. 
and you can always go back and change. Um, and I know people are very concerned as trainees about, well, what do I do if I want to go and do something else that I haven't done in my training contract? Well, you can, you can move, you can be flexible. Um, I've seen so many people start as uh, personal injury lawyers and move to be company secretaries. You, you can move and you can manipulate your career in whatever way you want it to be. So it, it, the law is um, something that gives you great opportunity to do a lot of very different things. And you should never lose sight of that. Thank you. That's really nice advice, particularly in the run-up of qualification. It can seem like you're making a decision that is going to impact your life so heavily, but but it's nice to know that what you do, if you don't like it, can be changed. Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you, you've got a, there's a good qualification. You spend so many years at university, you spend so many years in a training contract. You don't just lose all of those skills. They're skills that you can take. And it's, a, it's about having the skill set to move into something different rather than the knowledge. You can acquire knowledge just by reading books and by, by spending time studying. It's the skill set you take with you. I guess that's what's so beneficial about moving around as a trainee. Um, so it's good to have that advice. Thank you. Jenny, it was a great pleasure. Thanks very much. If you want to keep up with all of our podcasts, then follow or subscribe on whatever platform you use. Also, keep an eye out for our social media and website feeds. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.